Hello and welcome to the uh, next episode of the Cisco Technology Podcast. Uh, you might notice that the sound quality might be different because we've actually had uh, a bit of an investment and we bought some microphones Ooh. instead of the uh, normal little dictaphone that we normally do this <laughs> on. Uh, we're joined again, uh, as always, by my co-presenter, Mark Jackson. He is officially promoted. Officially promoted now. Now, yeah, proper co-presenter, not just guest appearances. Well, I, I know, it's a key contributor. So, it's, it's a bit <laughs> so, so you're saying I'm not quite there then? You are. You're no, always no. there. You're always there. You're on pretty much... You were there last, on no, the last no, one we did. No. Yeah, I know. You won't talk about no. We did fall out, and I said, you're not coming. So, <laughs> um, if you want to contact the podcast, you can uh, contact me at, uh, at Justin Willen on Twitter, or you can email me at justin.willen at cisco.com. So, what's the uh, what's going on in the world of Justin and Mark this week? Well, all, all sorts of things. <laughs> all sorts of things. And I, it's always been quite a lot of. I, I don't know. The, the consistent thing is always about cybersecurity, but well, I don't want to drag it into it because all you talk about is security. On yeah, but podcast. we'll talk about that later. But we're joined by uh, one of our esteemed colleagues, uh, Andy Dobson. <laughs> uh, also, was an old. Uh, we were uh, old colleagues in the army together, so it's uh, it's a bit of history there. You know, if you want to know all the stories about all the stuff that I did. Uh, all the funny stories you can go and ask Dobbo uh, we'll have to start that as a feature called Ask Dobbo we've got a doctor in the house and we're going to ask, ask Dobbo, ask Dobbo. Um, so yeah so uh, Andy do you want to introduce yourself so um, yeah hi hi everyone hi listeners uh, I'm Andy Dobson so I've been with Cisco now a couple of years yeah formerly in the military uh, and now the NSD National Security and Defence Architect NSD um, that sounds like something I caught once yeah 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 well yeah, it's, it's probably the best way to describe it. Yeah, I went to Malaysia and came back to the case. NSD. So yeah. that, was that, what does it mean? National Security and Defence. So right, it covers okay. policing, public safety, and also you know, usual military things. Okay. Stuff, so there will be things that we won't talk about, but there are things where we will talk around. But the main focus of, of you being on the podcast today is that there's, as one of, the, one of our uh, esteemed architects in Cisco, you see a lot of things that are going on. You see how the, you, from a customer perspective, you can see what the customer drivers are. You're seeing what the technology is coming out and our strategic alignment to technology and where we're going. And you marry the two together. You, yeah. So you turn business in, and align that to how can technology help business outcomes. Yeah, yeah. Or, I don't know, can you see business in, a, in, in that sort of area? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's still a business. Just, just, just translate um, the word business to operations. Oh, so, that's so what I need the to business is operations. Yeah, it does. And, and if you're working in healthcare, it's still, hmm. still it's very much about the mission or operation. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, we generally refer it to sort of operations or okay. tasks. Okay. So how does that affect in, How does that affect the task? How does that affect the operation? Or how does yeah. it affect the organisation? Okay, wonderful. Right then. So uh, we've got the pleasantries out of the way. Yeah. So what's going on out there? What are the trends that we're the, seeing um, in the areas so that you look at? Similar across uh, wider public sector, we're seeing a large change in... Uh, the way things are funded and how they're funding and how they're procured, then that drives change internally on how they then need to perform their business. So uh, we're seeing a large amount of rationalisation, particularly across IT, because they need to reduce funding to then spend on critical tasks and functions. We're seeing departments having to share resource, whereby they might want to share the LAN infrastructure, the WAN infrastructure, or even just, um, and probably more importantly, it's the IPR. It's the stuff they're doing, how they're doing it, Previously, they would have teams mm. that would work on a solution, and then there'd be another six teams working across other departments doing exactly the same thing. Right. Oh, right, right. replication. So now they're realising mm. that and saying, well, let's not go and reinvent the wheel. Mm. CIOs are talking mm-hmm. a lot more across all, you know, mm. this is part of GDS and, yeah. and, um, and the stand-up of GDS. 
And it means CIOs are talking and they say, well, can I borrow what you've done? Mm. And because of that, we're seeing our technology. So GDS means government. Government digital services. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're seeing some of our more successful solutions, not, not just the products, um, being bled across the other government departments. And we're, we're sort of liaising in between and being directed by the CIOs. Can you go and have a discussion with them? Can you go and tell them what we did? Mm. Uh, so that's one of the trends in terms of rationalisation. We're seeing... And is, it, is that, sort of just go back on that point, though, from that rationalisation, is that, that being driven out of sort of cost savings and austerity? So as in, because you were saying that IT aren't getting those projects funded anymore because they're being diverted to two I think more important two things. things. One, one is about money, and the other one is it drives collaboration. Mm. So it makes them talk more. Mm. So, uh, and... A lot of the organisations, whether it's the police having to talk to CPS, Crown Prosecution Service, there needs to be a better relationship. So if they're talking and trying to rationalise or maybe use the same network, then they will then start being more interoperable in terms of some of their um, voice solutions, uh, incident management solutions. Mm -hmm. So it's it's, it's partly about collaboration and it's also about trying to use money more efficiently. I wouldn't yeah. say it's trying to save money. No. Because the money still effective. gets spent. It yeah. just gets spent on, on somewhere else. On more effectively. Else. But yeah. they just think, when, when it gets time to go, my, our budgets are only this much, mm. we're, how, what's the most important thing? And I think mm. the challenge is, in, as, a, as IT people, is that you know the perception is, rightly or wrongly for me, is it doesn't get spent on IT. Because yeah. there's always a more important yeah. thing that gets you, that hits the headlines more. But there's yeah. a huge problem with being able to deliver solutions as well. So if a new technology emerges and one company provides that service mm. then all the skill set lies with that company no one else can then yeah. do something similar so they're saying well we, let's just let's just one of us develop a solution take the home office for instance uh-huh. on um, application development let's one of us invest in that solution and then we pull that resource for other government departments yeah. to use for yeah. them to do something similar so yeah, HMRC yeah. or MOD and that makes absolute perfect sense because there's a there's a huge shortfall in one thing we might, you know, mm-hmm. you're well aware of cyber experts. Yep. Cyber, the massive shortfall of cyber experts. So let's pull the cyber experts yeah. from us and let's create large government Reuse programs, mm. such as that of the National uh, Cyber Centre, uh, but also in just delivering things like applications and DevOps. So and it's about using 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 those skill sets of people around all government departments and not just holding. So more as a centrally managed resource of, of expertise. Within government, yeah. rather than and using I think, external. I, I think the aspiration would be is maybe to sell those services to okay. OGD. So the to, to who? other government departments. Oh, see, you're so the worst. You can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we're ten minutes in and we've already yeah. used half a dozen yeah. acronyms. So the um, if you take the emergency so services, people might be listeners that have no clue what yeah, an OGD is. So think of the emergency services network, which the police are going to provide. They're providing it for tier one subscribers only, which is just the fire, ambulance, and police. Mm. And they will sell a service then to the MOD, to the border control force, okay. and then to the justice that. system. Oh, right. so, so if they yeah. want, if they want, if they want that solution and they want to run across their network, mm-hmm. then they sell it in bundles of fifty thousand yeah. subscribers. Okay. And something similar we may see with DevOps. If if the Home Office, for instance, are able to produce applications and they have a large group of developers. Mm. Then there's no saying that they could they can charge them. By that's the, the interesting thing, isn't it? Because that's a real change in the market that we're seeing, and we you talked about it before. Mm-hmm. We did it on the. You, you, this is one of the ones where we. One I wasn't out, allowed. Yeah. You weren't allowed to join. Mm. Though it's one of the most popular podcasts is the SDM one. Um, Don't rub it in. All right. Um, we'll get over it. We'll we'll continue to get yeah. an answer. Yeah. Um, 
and that's with that DevOps bit of about yeah. of, of, of the agility of creating applications and, app, and the network being able to keep up with that, the development yeah. of those applications. Yeah. And it's great to hear that the government are thinking that way or public sector bodies are thinking yeah. about that way because it is hard to do, isn't it? It's a change of culture, isn't it? Yeah, and, and along with that, the those that have the best and most well-established networks, mm. such as um, the NHS or the MOD, they, they then become service providers themselves. Yeah. And other agencies and other organisations can use their network mm -hmm. because what one is being upgraded at a faster rate than the others, mm -hmm. and they may maybe a hundred meg or a gig everywhere. Mm -hmm. They're not going to use that all that space, yeah. and they have connectivity with all these organisations. So why don't you just plug into us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with that, but then there's a change in uh, business model. Let's just say the mod now yeah. becomes the MOD now become the service provider to other people. They'll mm -hmm. be taking calls to say. Why, yeah. why can't I use the phone? Yeah, why, yeah, yeah. yeah it's interesting because you think about the, the, the MOD being such a nationally, a national wide infrastructure. Because mm -hmm. that's really interesting, then, isn't it? Because you yeah. actually you've got connectivity going into parts mm -hmm. of the country mm -hmm. all over the place. Yeah, yeah I mean, all yeah. the different camps. Mm -hmm. And then you look at the the embassies, and then they have global connectivity. Yeah, yeah. So if DFID, Department for um, International Development, International Development, want to do some work in another country. Well, why can't they then piggyback, piggyback on that, on the yeah. back of them, yeah. the SEOs? And, and that sort of comes down to a security perspective, though, of, as long as they're all adhering to good. Oh, your eye was twitching. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, oh just in talking about security about, again. The government's yeah. already paid money for someone to work overseas. Absolutely. So why don't they use the same pipe? Yeah. Why, why yeah, pay yeah, But I mean, as long as you adhere to good uh, security architectural practice, then you're going to allow that... Yeah, and, and culture, and, and, and I think it, a lot of the times these things get, are, are getting across cultural boundaries because that's what I've seen certainly in some of the projects I've been involved in in the other parts of public sector is that often people will point to security as being the real problem, but oftentimes it's, yeah. it's the sort of layer eight, nine, it's those culture and political challenges that tend to get in the way, not the actual technology yeah. and, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, 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 so here's a question then. So, so digital transformation is hot on the agenda in terms of yeah. the broader public sector. I mean, are you seeing that being pushed heavily into the NS&D? Um, sector as well. Yeah. Digital trans so yeah. digitization is pervasive now, yeah. so it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, every department that I generally work with seems to be doing something or other to change the way they do business. Yeah. Not the way they not the way the IT team functions, no, no, no. but the way they operate. To use technology in the things that they do. Yes. Yeah. So if their if their job is to um, provide physical security mm then they'll look at IP technology for cameras yes. yeah. or to provide sensors on the bedside yeah. or those yeah. sorts of yeah. 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 So it's, it's now, it makes makes their life much more efficient. Mm. Rather than using IT to send emails, yeah. they're using connectivity and the internet things yeah. to do. To really drive that, yeah, to, that transformation. To yeah. and, and one of those things that we're doing within the team, within the S&D team, is we're creating a, uh, an architectural blueprint, a CNAB, that describes what's, what's, how... Go on, I'll pick you up again. What does CNAB stand uh, The Cisco... Network, uh, network architectural blueprint, blueprint right. for a given vertical. So this one will just be written on national security defence, and it describes how we're seeing those trends turning into digital transformation, mm -hmm. and then how a CIO then can define how he wants to transform, and then give him the architectural tooling to do it. So describing the business process, yeah. how that maps to technology, mm -hmm. and then, then how that can deliver capability. Yeah. And, that, and we're quite some way in that, mm -hmm. Uh, and this is all to help, like you say, Justin, are we seeing it in uh, public sector? And we are, we're seeing it everywhere. Mm. Wow. And, and we, need to, we need to be at the forefront to be able to tell them how to do it. Yeah. 
So what? So how is how is some of those trends manifesting in terms of what we're doing different? How we're approaching the market differently? We're looking at it from a more from a from a business or operational perspective. So rather than sitting with a customer and saying what what throughput do you need? Mm. Uh, where how many endpoints have you got? Mm. How many subscribers? We're we're trying to find what the business driver is, whether it's to reduce deployment time, mm-hmm. whether it's just have a cost efficiency, whether it's interoperability might be the most important thing. And when then we're shaping our solutions around those business problems. Mm. So we're definitely seeing that, and that is a differentiator for mm. us. Mm. Because we have such a wide portfolio, we're one of the few organizations that can create nearly an 80 90% solution with only 10% third party, mm. and that interests them. Mm. And they already have an install base. And what does the... In- and why does that interest them? Is it is it the one throat to choke, or is it is it the innovation? It, it, it requires less change and less impact. Yeah. Because they if they've already got a, a large Cisco estate, then it's dealing with the, it's having the same relationships that they had in the past. They've got people that are trained and trust Cisco, whereas bringing any new vendors and then developing that relationship and that trust can take some time. Yeah. Whether they want us to project manage it, that we you know we could project manage it for the project manage it for them. Um, but at the same time, mm. you know, like I say, we can provide about like that eighty percent without impacting too much on the business. Right. Okay. And I then because we, there are a lot of customers, we do have a, a huge customer base that we work with, and yeah. they're familiar with working mm. with us, and they've got yeah. our technology already in some shape or form. It, it, it's the transition that is. is yeah. It's transitioning from one way of working to another, and actually. Any transition from one culture to another, that's not something we do. That So no. we work with them to help transform their culture. Yeah. And particularly in NS&D, they have this problem where uh, the culture is pretty fixed. <laughs> it is, and it has yeah. been fixed for a long time, yeah. and, and that's based around internal trust. Of course. Yeah. But that, that's the thing, isn't it? It's that the one thing that, and we talked about it on the, on the uh, SDM podcast, was... Um, it's that speed of change. The network is too slow. The network has never mm. been able to keep up with them. And because you put it in, mm. you nailed it down. It was working. You don't make change mm. because if it made change happen, generally everything stops working. You lose yeah. connectivity. Yeah. And those and that sort of. Yeah. So one thing is upgrading the network and giving them the pipes that are capable of supporting the services. Yeah. It's flipping the other way now, where the the amount of bandwidth we're able to provide on the WAN and the LAN exceeds that of what the services require and also those that are delivering applications and services are becoming more lightweight or they're becoming more virtual it's becoming mm. more cloud-based mm. so actually they all they really want is so you think the, pipe, the pipes are big enough now they're, which is interesting within the data di- the, within the data center mm. the pipes they need to be bigger they need to be bigger but within the LAN and the WAN if you're working in, in a virtual environment or you're using cloud uh, using a cloud um, architecture, then actually a hundred meg is probably as an individual, Ooh. as an individual, ah, right? Yeah. As an individual, yeah. Uh, for a period of time, it, it, it meets because the other thing with networks, isn't it? They do peak and trough, don't they? Yeah, not, of course they, they do. There's not a continuous because it's, no. it's interesting. We talk to customers and they mm. go, right? I need to design the network to have consistently, mm. especially when obviously being a Wi-Fi geek as I am. But they'll go, I need ten meg mm. or fifty meg to the desktop. Yeah. So they're usually going. And then they'll go, well, and they'll over-engineer the network, and then yeah. they'll wonder why it looks so expensive. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, actually, you don't need that. You've engineered for the peak. And yeah. it's not just the user anymore on the end. 
Mm. It can be anything like, from sensors. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, so it's not just the user. So it's understanding. It's the, it's the network team now need to understand everything else that may go on that network. Yeah. And yes, for the client and the user, mm. he may be reducing in bandwidth, mm. but everybody else is using is it, it for video feeds or yeah. that the, the IT team don't get sight of. So it's a switch then from probably the bandwidth conversation to much more about intelligence and, and automation and speed yeah. of change and flexibility Absolutely. and those sorts of discussions. So if you're, if you're bringing on all these new sensors mm. or new services that, that traditionally never attached to a network, you need the ability to be able to control that network in a different way and be able to manage it. So you have a top of rack that's dynamic or you have one that's dynamic so you're able to change the classifications. Mm. Because networks are getting so large quite difficult to send your IT team to all the different service points or to even be able to keep track. Mm. So it's more now about software-defined networks and the tooling mm. to save time in yeah. configuration. So, so that's where the thing is that we talked about what's happening that's different. You mm. see that talk about consolidation mm. uh, and sharing, collaborating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you talk about, um, and then you've talked about the how is that manifest? You mean how how can that be manifested in the network? And they need to drive that change. We talk about software-defined networking. Yeah. So what are the what are the sort of technologies that are involved in, in making this happen? There's there's two there's there's some changes. Firstly, it's defining the data model. So mm -hmm. being able to define a service in terms of a model, mm -hmm. uh, and we we're using uh, Yang to do that. So uh, yet another. What is that? Yet another next generation language. So you d you can describe anything through can you a data model language. Yang is just me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one in the room. We sat in the room for. So it's it's, it's defining anything with a with a with a with a data language mm. that allows you then to map that language against a service and then having a controller that can deliver that service. It's like an abstraction. It, it's yeah. a way of it's a way of defining something in quite an abstract way without worrying about the underlying, say, vendor specific technology or product. What you're defining is a, is, a, is a much more abstract level of a service so, that you so, want to deliver. So, okay, so, so you'd you have a business model, and then yeah. that would you yang it Correct. down to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not sure you yang it is as a particular so would, term, but it works for me. Yeah. You want to add a subscriber, and you would define that subscriber in a certain way, and then that would inform how you deliver the network. Now that subscriber might come with different services, mm -hmm. they might come with voice, video, might need quality of service. And so we can spin up uh, network services against a, against a business policy. Mm. And I know that business policy, how that process is spinning up is obviously maybe depending on what vendor you're using. Yeah, and the Yang gives the, that almost that abstraction layer. Yeah, so it's more, that that's the the human interface mm. in understanding what it, what it yeah. is you want to achieve. The end point, so the hardware at the end, can only do what it can do. Yeah. So the job of the controller is to rewrite the ask and send it mm -hmm. to reconfigure so the from a, from a process perspective, mm. you'd go business outcome needed yeah. mm -hmm. or organization mm -hmm. task, mm -hmm. would then go into Yang. Mm -hmm. Yang would then speak to SD, so a software defined networking controller Control type thing, yeah. and then that, that would then translate, to, it, to, a translate to a configuration and then make a change to the network. Correct. Yes. Oh, I got it. I think that's that's yeah. quite impressive. You got that really quick. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. So that's where I've been hanging around with you two. So <laughs> in terms of our controllers, we're using um, enterprise services. Uh, help me out. ESA? ESA. ESA. We haven't, we haven't talked about that on this podcast. No, yet. we haven't. No. So we're using ESA to define enterprise service automation. Automation. Yeah. So we're using ESA to define the building blocks that we want within. We'll have to talk about that on another podcast yeah. itself. Within, within the tin, and also the config of what each of those components have on them, 
then we're using NSO to do third party. NSO being what? Network Services Orchestration. Good. I'll keep doing it until you stop. You can say it once, <laughs> and then you can go to So using ESA or NSO, we're able to build services or build, build network function virtualization on branch boxes. So depending on the need and depending on the demand, we're able to change what's... So what it's basically, doing. if I've got that right, is, is that the networks nowadays aren't all just about the, the connectivity switches, routers, wireless things, other than that, it's about having, fun, it's a functionality, and yeah. you can turn that functionality on or off or create it on a virtualized x86 environment. On the fly. If you imagine every time you added a new IP camera or you added a new uh, acoustic sensor, you would then have to create the network for mm -hmm. that to sit on. Yeah. Potentially a separate network. Oh, a separate network. Yeah. A separate network. So with SDN, using NSO or ESA, you're able to create a virtual network mm -hmm. for each of those services using the same box. Mm -hmm. So I would create a switch. I would create a switch fabric or a routing fabric mm -hmm. just for that service mm -hmm. in the virtual space. And, and rather than visit all those sites, yeah. I can do it intuitively yeah. by drag and drop. So it's a real change, isn't it? And, and, and the more I do these podcasts with, with, with the bright people that Marco was invited, because when we do our production meetings, I think is, can we, I think we can, we can call them production meetings. We've got proper microphones and everything now. <laughs> yeah, we have. We, we, look on the Twitter feed. You'll see the pictures. Um, it's, it's that link of business to technology is really changing. Yeah. And, it, 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 and then sometimes I go and speak to meetings and I, and, and I meet customers and you just... Sometimes you know that then it's coming, mm -hmm. and but they've got to get they've got to be able to jump on board because if they don't, and it's then they're just not going to be they're going to either be left behind or yeah. they're just not going to be able to achieve the things yeah. that the business are going to be asking of them. Yeah, is that right? Is that fair? Yeah, they, yeah, they have to be. Well, I think what I mean, basically what you're saying in terms of that linkage and, and the the technologies that are now appearing in your sector, it's all about improving the responsiveness. It's all about improving resilience and and responding to the business needs in a much more yeah. dynamic fashion than maybe five, ten years ago was ever the case. So it's linking the two elements together. It, it used to be the network team used to hold up development. Yeah. 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 Now it's not going to be. Yeah. It's going to be the culture's either going to prevent or the security. Yeah. Do you know what so I mean? So it's not going to be the IT guys yeah. that are slowing down deployment of new programs. Yeah, projects yeah. Or yeah. Once we get on board and, and, and organisations buy into buy it into and, and develop yeah. their... their because the interesting thing, the podcast I did with Alison Vincent um, recently was uh, it was all around how digitization and, and what's driving change and digitization, what's holding up digital mm -hmm. change. And we had a report and we uh, surveyed 3,000 people, mm. uh, just over 3,000 people. Cisco did it. Well, we didn't do it. We asked somebody else to go, some, some academics, to go away and look at it. And, it would, and the thing is, it's culture. It's not the technology that's stopping things. It's culture in its specific things and it's across sector mm -hmm. so small businesses yeah. to massive organizations through old people to young people yeah. so it's not the millennials it's not the young people that's no. coming through it, it, there'll be a change in culture even within the it department yeah. business. the business will just function and, and if it's intuitive enough and it's delivered in the right way they'll just work yeah. would, it, yeah. and it should yeah. have zero impact from an it perspective those delivering will, may it will change the way they operate the skill level mm -hmm. will change mm -hmm. that Third line will grow, mm. first and second line will, will shrink. Mm, mm. There'll be less reliance on people to go and visit yeah. and do the, do yeah. the team. So, and so, so 
Yeah, but I'm very familiar with first, second, first and third line. Cause it's it's levels of maintenance. So first line you visit the site, second line is where you bring it back to base repair. Yeah. Third line is when second second line can't repair it. Yeah. It's normally going so to be... First line, so in the, in the world of IT, that I was very familiar. What you just said was a great analogy from when we were in the army. So it was yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> but, so from a customer perspective, the my laptop's not working, I'm phoning somebody up. Yeah. My laptop's not working. Yeah. They go, do you know what, I can't fix that. You need to take it into IT. IT would then... And the, and the first line also includes field engineer. Yeah. So it's the field engineer on the ground. Yeah. And, okay. and there'll be there'll be a lot less there'll be a lot less reliance on field engineer visits. Yeah. yeah. It's or, all about automation and doing it centrally. And instantiation yeah. of new yeah. new sieves. I don't yeah. need to go down there and put a new box no. in. I can just do. I just dynamically change the box, yeah. the functionality of the box, Absolutely. or add functionality to the box. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Instead of being a total like reconfig. Because mm -hmm. that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's about when you look today at, at, at an IP network, as it is, is still now and mm -hmm. has been in, in previous years many years it's about okay we want to create a new network mm -hmm. or I need to, I need this application to get this level of quality control it's like I've got to configure that on every single mm -hmm. point on the network yeah. and then you make the change you or you, you develop the change you test the change you harden the change you deploy the change and then you go I don't want to do that again yeah it, it, it's worked in the broadcasting space and mm -hmm. also in the SP space where they don't send people down to street, no. street closets or when you have a new television service yeah. Yeah. It's done yeah, they don't come and wire up your house. <laughs> or yeah. put another box yeah, in because yeah. you suddenly want you Fox. Want, or yeah, you yeah, want yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that just said they just AMC. turned something on. I mean, yeah. look, at, look at subscription Sky yeah. and there are other vendors out there. Yeah. Uh, but the way that things just happen and they just go, yeah, yeah, I'll activate that now, bang, you box does something so different. So in the broadcast space, it, it works and also it, we see it working in. Um, but the interesting space. thing mm. is that sort of, I mean, we, we, you touched it and I talked over you, it was about security. Because we've but seen in the news today, and I'm not going to tell you what day today is, but because um, you see how far behind we are on podcasts, um, was about a broadcaster in France yep. was brought down because of, and they, they, the new channel went online mm -hmm. and they basically were hacked and they were taken down and they said, it's taken, we're still, we, we haven't been able to get back on air. Mm -hmm. They were saved mm -hmm. by an IT person spotting where the, the, the device that was peripherating or the, or the attack. And so that's the thing with broadcast. You go, how big their spread is. I think that's that bit of, if you're touching a network that's touching everything, that's now going to be dynamic and everything, security has got to come into this. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, from my point of view, of course it has. Uh, yeah. Of course yeah, it has. Of course it has. But I'll let others talk about the, security. The old, the old rules still apply. Whether you're building a solution in cloud or you're building um, a solution on premises. Mm -hmm. Segmentation is important. Monitoring is important. Keeping things up to date is still always important. I don't know. The, I don't know the scenario with a French broadcaster. Um, I don't know. Sorry, didn't mean to catch you off, off piece. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no I, I don't know. The, but mm. the same rules still apply, and if you still practice those best principles and use technology in your favour and yeah. help guard against the, the advanced threats and the new threats, then you. But that's the bit, though. Is it? Is is, is that you talk about segmentation all that stuff? But it is you've got to think about security straight because if you if you if you have a network that is so dynamic and so automated and can drive so much change mm. so quickly, one thing can go wrong, or you, something bad could happen, and then you've got to, so you've got to be able to build that right from the start. Is, is this what my, my yeah, it, I think we've always had a high availability approach on everything, in every layer, and then where you cannot be highly available, you then add mitigating factors in mm. to, to be able to bring you back in line. So you, you would employ redundancy as opposed yeah. to resiliency. Mm. That isn't always the case, and, and whilst building any system you need to keep that in mind and, and whatever system that is whether you're running multiple services or multiple 
data types over one single network, you need to understand the impact if, if that one backbone failed. Mm. I think I think there's been a change though, and and, and since you, you see you always criticise me of talking about security, but you're often the one that brings it up, so I have because to respond. Because I feel more comfortable talking about it now. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> but I think that the difference is is the and, and I guess the trend I've seen in the broader public sector is there's a greater acceptance of commercial grade technology, and some of these solutions yeah. ten years ago would have scared the bejesus. Yeah. out of a lot of people because they would have just felt nervous about, about things being dynamic, things being automated, whereas I think there's greater acceptance the, of those things are necessary the, now. The, the driver mm. to increase capability, yeah. increase productivity, now outweighs the, more than yeah. what it did. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also the way um, the mac macro, in, mm. from a macro scale where technology is moving, mm. they, have to be, they have to understand a different approach. Yeah. They have to spend more time understanding the vulnerabilities yep. and the threats yep. than what where they previously yeah, and, yeah. and then weighing that balance up against case the business need yeah. and the yeah. business need. Yeah. And and they are doing that. Mm. They are doing that. It's yeah. not to say a lot of the solutions we're delivering are more risk mm. uh, you know, are, are of greater risk than not. Mm. But it takes a different it takes a more intelligent customer to be able to, to be able to use them and deploy okay. them. Mm. It's really interesting because the, the one thing I would say, even though everyone in this room works in the public sector is that this is very much a bit of conversation that could be applied to anywhere from mm. my, from my oh, Absolutely. Mm. It's, it's the same problem in retail. It's the same problem in manufacturing. If you were to take Dyson and Hoover, the way they manage their IPR is exactly the same as mm. how we would like to keep vulnerable information on a vulnerable person separate yeah. from that of um, the NHS. Yeah. Or yeah. It's exactly the same. same problem. Yeah. Med medical records. Yeah. It's, it's very much, I wouldn't say coming in line, but the, 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 the way that we talk from a business mm. to a policy to the process to the to the yang and I, yeah. <laughs> that's a great word, um, of, of that and that translation of business to technology is... is it's universal. Uh, yeah. I think the attack vector for those type of things will be different. If you want to change, if, if you wanted to change uh, a network or do a denial of service rather than target the network itself you could char you could target the controller mm. or you could you could yeah. target the yeah. language yeah. or the xml file yeah. Yeah. that yeah. builds the yeah. network the service Absolutely. that you want yeah. so it's a different form of approach yeah we're seeing more and more um, hacks in the cloud and breaches between organizations through social engineering that still exists and that's going to continue to exist how we secure things in the cloud should be the same as the best practice that we did when yeah, we yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just going to be cheaper because it's more, more cost effective because you're doing it centrally in the data center and, and everything that's and everything that's really important to you if it's quantifying those things that are really important to you and, and then protecting them yeah. Yeah. more than you would yeah yeah and, and that's where it fails that's uh, where people fail. they forget to protect what's really important mm. in the business or even articulate what's important. well and, and that's the big challenge is people don't know what is important to the business and that's I won't get on my soapbox about that, but that's yeah. a real big challenge because people don't know what information they have and they don't know how to classify it. They don't know where it is, and if you don't know any of the uh, any of those things, then it's actually really but it's difficult to build. Always good to know what you don't know because if you say I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, but then you, know, you can go and find it, out. Yeah, you can go find out, and then you put that as part of your security Absolutely. architecture yeah. or your yeah, security yeah. policy, yeah. which yeah. only comes down to people, policy, and process. What Thank is you. your 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 what's the business outcome you're trying to do? Mm. What are the policy to deliver that? How do I? How do the people involved with that? And then down the line Use technology, technology. It, 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 it's, it's easier for some organisations of course yeah. Yeah. much easier okay but it comes down to culture we talked about culture of adoption we talked mm -hmm. about culture of security but it is it is a real cultural thing at the moment so are there any examples where you can sort of see where this is happening already um, yeah so take 
the military, for instance, they want to reduce cost of logistics, they want to reduce the, the amount of boots on the ground, mm. and also the amount of skilled personnel that they want to deliver to a region, mm. whether it's sort of stabilisation or humanitarian operations, whatever. It makes sense to them to have things pre-built, pre-deployed, mm -hmm. or be able to dynamically change them on the fly. So we're seeing a huge uh, increase in virtualization technologies where they're trying to put as much as they can on one box. They're trying to build it faster, trying to automate as much of it as possible, mm -hmm. and then manage it from a distant end. Mm -hmm. Just a similar way to how a service provider mm -hmm. provides its yeah. solution to different tenants. Mm -hmm. We're also seeing a growth in multi-tenancy, where there may be because of the sharing and rationalization mm. that we're seeing multiple tenants all running over the same infrastructure. Mm -hmm. We're seeing a shortfall in skill sets mm -hmm. and understanding the change of where this is all going. Mm. I so would where say, would they go to get to solve that skill set? Well, I think it's probably liaise with, with your vendors mm. and understand, you know, attend innovation talks, mm -hmm. have people on site, understand that the technology that they have now will look distinctly different in five years' time. Mm. So it's not necessarily going to vendors to say, oh, I'm going to have to buy your stuff. It's just no, going just to just be curious. Just, just mm. Absolutely be curious and, and, and try and differentiate what is sales pitch mm. to what is a trend, mm. where, where technology is We going. don't do sales pitch on anything. Yeah. No. And, that, and that's the problem. If, you go, if, if, if they go in and have a sales conversation, it, it will lose a sales that's, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Is if if a, a vendor is worth any salt, mm. You should be able to pick up the phone to them going, I really want to understand what your SDN mm -hmm. strategy yeah. is. Yeah. And they be able to, and they should come back to you and, and, and describe it to you. Mm -hmm. Hopefully not just send you a white paper to read. Within yeah. our team, uh, we spend a lot of time doing education programs. Mm -hmm. So we do seminars just on what cloud is, where it's moving to, uh, what software defined networking is, mm -hmm. and how we can have the, the discussion about Yang and NSO and yeah. uh, and NetConf. We haven't discussed those. Oh, NetConf, oh, So. It's letting them understand what it is, so then they'll go do their own research. Yeah. Then they'll ask you the questions, mm -hmm. and it's not, and that's the that's how it should be. If you if you don't educate them in where technology is moving, then you've lost them, mm -hmm. and then you may never get them back. Yep. They, they, or they may buy a technology that doesn't suit mm -hmm. their operational need. Yeah. And that that's the. And that's, that's most disappointing when you see somebody and you and you and I've had this personally is when you met a customer after a while and you go no you've gone and done something certain. Why did you come talk to us? Yeah. yeah. Not to say we wanted to get you, set because we don't. Because no, no, no. we've got, we could have helped to explain yeah, it to you. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. so we got some great knowledge. I mean, I've got two. And understanding the impact. Understanding the impact of moving towards that technology. What What are the other factors they need yeah. to consider in terms of training, hmm. documentation, yeah. accreditation, yeah. Yeah. or even regulation? So yeah. does that fall into what are the challenges that could be out there then? So we talked yeah. about, you mean, cultural challenges. We talked about skills challenges. I, I, Talk about education challenges, mm -hmm. making sure that the, the customers are up to speed and, and the, what's going on. We, we have a we have a challenge that the market is moving so fast mm -hmm. to be able to have enough people trained to yeah. deliver yeah. or to to apply it as a service to mm -hmm. sell it as a service. Mm -hmm. But likewise, they if they adopt it, is it worth adopting? Is it going to be around mm -hmm. long enough? Yeah. Or is it going to is, is it going to evolve? Mm -hmm. As long as it as long as it is a solution that can evolve, and is open to change then we see a high take-up in... Yeah. in because in the thing is, it's not going to get to the stage of, I buy a network, I put, I'll buy some infrastructure, and maybe... You mean, you look at that from a network's perspective, mm. which I can talk about a bit better, you're talking tens of years... So you mean, you're talking over 10 years sometimes. At, no, uh, to sweat the asset to sweat and keep the asset. it. And they'll yeah, keep yeah, it, and they'll yeah. be like, a business guy will be like, right, sweat, 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 sweat. Mm. And you go, and now, because it'll go in, 
they'll sweat it, they won't change it, and they'll sweat, and then in X amount of years time, they'll come for a refresh and go, it's out of date, I can't, and the reason is I can't support it, I can't upgrade it, Yeah. Uh, this, that, and the other. So they'll make that big decision, there'll be a big project behind mm-hmm. it, but now it's actually going, I'm buying something, that will evolve. Yeah. That, that I need to go, I need to buy it, and then they maybe so in 10 years it's in there, I'm gonna change it five, six, seven, the eight, procure- nine, The procurement team mm-hmm. need to make sure that they're in line with the finance Absolutely, team. Absolutely, yeah. And that the finance team understands that it's gonna be, if it's gonna evolve in an agile way, yeah. that money will need to be continuous. Yeah. And they'll need- More as a service that you go, yeah. right, what's, Absolutely. what's the thing, what's the gonna, co- instead of going, right, it's gonna cost me X amount of if, millions, thousands of pounds on year one, mm-hmm. and then, in this an, an X amount and nothing for nothing it's only yeah. been two years why are you back in my office yeah, yeah. everything is out of date so actually right. you need so to go right this is so my initial procurement but then I'm going to need different strategy Ex- expectation yeah. needs to be managed on the inside as well as on yeah. outside so yeah. we need to manage their expectation to say this is going to change this is what the roadmap will look like so they can plan their budget budget screening against those yeah, changes yeah, yeah. and yeah I mean the, the viewpoint that you sell once come back in 10 years time that yeah. that's going to disappear and also we need to deliver a service that allows them to keep upskilled. Mm-hmm. There's a huge shortage of people that can deliver some of these capabilities, yeah. like OpenStack, mm-hmm. um, NetConf, WestConf, those sorts mm-hmm. of things. And, and it makes the customer nervous. So yeah. we, need yeah. to, we need to be able to... Put their arm around them. Yeah, put their arm around them yeah. and make sure that we, we either give them the skill or they have the ability mm-hmm. to, to be able to consume it from us, or even our partners. Yeah, but and I think it's a really interesting one because I remember when sort of SDN started to really ramp up, and there was a lot of conversations about all this automation stuff is going to really um, reduce the burden on IT teams. And I think there was that perception that all of a sudden they were going to be out of jobs and they're not going to be focused yeah. on stuff. And I think it's it's absolutely not that, is it? It's actually changing the skill set. There's yeah. still a, there's still a need for all of those guys to be doing the stuff that they're doing, guys and girls. Yeah. Um, but they're just going to be need to be skilled in different areas because yeah. it's not going to be now about twitching this on changing the VLAN, putting a mm, cable yeah. in, it's how do I reconfigure it? How do I do program programmability? It, it is, it's the thing is, you, you, the interesting thing, we all talk about the network as the plumbing, people talk about it, you go, oh, we're not the plumbing, we're not the plumbing. But actually, it is, it's, but it's the plumbing, because you, your infrastructure, your, if you took the analogy of real infrastructure, the yeah. infrastructure, plumbing infrastructure that's been in London, it's yeah. like Victorian age, yeah. Yeah. but it's about being able to have a, an infrastructure that you put in that can be in for a long time, yeah. but you can, be adaptable. you can change mm. and will still suit yeah. the purpose that you need it for. Yeah. Most most of the things we're talking about today mm. is virtual machine based, yeah. so it looks and feels exactly the mm. same as what the hard product. Yeah. So you still need the guys that can do the CLI. Yeah. Yeah. They still need configuring, or even if they're templated, someone needs to build the original Absolutely. template in the first place for it to work. Yeah. And, that, and then when the it fails, of, they need to be able to go. But that's the bit of yeah. being able to go and go from first line to second line to third line and testing in third line because they're the architectural people who'll be able to create that's that strategy, mm. create those conflicts, create those templates. Yeah. And then still have people to go. Actually, I understand the template well enough to fault find it. The, on- the only place that this changes mm. is in microservices. Yeah. Uh, where we're going to see NFV delivered as, okay. as, as a microservice. Mm. You can't whisper on Contain- the containerization. Containerization. We didn't mention that on the cloud. Though. We did. We did with uh, Greg. So yeah. it, it, with containerization, that's going to change, or it has changed, mm. the way we may deliver network services. Mm-hmm. Because that's if I've got that right, please, I mean I know we've been going on a lot for a while now, but it's, it's that bit of instead of changing the whole application, mm-hmm. I can just change parts, parts of the application. Of yeah, and you don't while the application is still running, mm-hmm. and you don't build the full machine. No, you just build capabilities that support the full but, cap- the yeah. full application. And likewise, and, and this is where I think networking is going to go. We're going to build network function mm. 
parts of it. Mm. I need a yeah. small amount of routing yeah. function, yeah. and it's only for so this. I don't so it's a huge amount. So I don't no. need a big full router. Well, you will, you will, but for an individual application, will not need to, to a very large router. Yeah. So yeah. I, I need to be one accelerator. So it will have at the same time the application spins up mm -hmm. a one app. A one accelerator function spins up and does all the local handoff for the mm -hmm. TCP yep, traffic. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. It doesn't go to a large machine. And as that application dies, mm -hmm. so does that NFB function. Yep. And likewise, if you need an SSL tunnel, mm -hmm. you don't then go to a head end no. to say, I need. You spin up the capability, you spin up the as capability it's needed, and, and, drop, and it drop it nearer to the. And you create group policy to say, every time your application spins up, Justin, I'm going to give you a little bit of NFB that's mm -hmm. going to give you an SSL capability. Mm -hmm. It's going to give you a small rib. Mm -hmm. That's going to quickly go out and, and find out the path mm -hmm. and then tell you where to go, yeah. and then it's going to disappear. Yeah. And that's how it's going to change from a containerized perspective. Mm. But within the LAN and the WAN, mm. we're still going to be reliant on, 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 on the protocols using now. Yeah. But NFV will, will, will shrink down where I don't need the full machine. I no, just need that's to know a function board at an endpoint. You're not doing NFV right in the middle, so you still need that big connectivity that you can share and use with other yeah. people. It's out when it's been consumed. Mm. Yeah. That's where the, the virtual. Yeah, there's, is. Two, yeah, there's two mm. different components. Yeah. yeah. No, I just in my head it was just how we sort of processed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what does the future look like? I think that 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 probably describes it. Yeah. That yeah. contain being, but not everything suits container that containerized no. um, model no, not of operation. Yet. Not yet. And and actually, we're, people we're going to going to become overwhelmed with applications. Mm. They already are being overwhelmed with applications. Well, we all are. You look at your phone, and that's just a yeah. plethora of applications. But there was there was a time when one tool you would open it and it'd be a full fat client. And it would have loads of different functions. So yeah. you would mainly use about 60% mm -hmm. or maybe 10%. Whereas now you might have a phone with a thousand apps on and you yeah. only use 10. Yeah. Really. It's really easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's how, how that's commoditized, how you buy that. Mm. Uh, I think we will see more of that within the cloud and the data center. And we'll see, it, we'll see continuation of SDN where we're just, we drop more processing power to mm -hmm. the edge mm -hmm. that can be anything it needs to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we'll see more of our partners adopting mm -hmm. that as a delivery method. Because mm -hmm. then, yeah, it's just about the service then. And, and the infrastructure's in there, they can deliver a service, and we don't even know what the service might be in the no. future, yeah. but we know it's capable. We know we can do it. So when the customer goes, all right, okay, we need to do a business change, or we, we need yeah. to deliver a different kind of business, or a different kind of operation, yeah. or a different type of function, we can then go to that business function will then cover that organizational function will come down and be able to very quickly change and be delivered. Yeah. And what needs to catch up is the assurance of mm. those. You um, need to keep up. Service. I, I'm I trying. Was pointing then for, for Paul podcasters is really good mechanism <laughs> pointing at <laughs> Pointing at people. Yeah, but that's at you then. Mark. Yeah. And, and yeah. One of the biggest questions now is how do you secure cloud services, for example? It's mm. going to be the same. How yeah. do we secure SDN? Yeah. And and it, be and interesting because we might see that from our acquisition track because we've got cloud lock now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think a lot of, I think that the, 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 the Whilst, whilst I wouldn't want to dwell on it because we're running short of time, I, I would say that it, it's, it changes the trust model. And so you've got to think about assurance in a very different way from the way, you know, we're, we're trying to apply old world models of assurance yeah. to a new world state yeah. and it just it just doesn't follow. We're going to have to change the way in which we apply well, it. It comes out to your people policy process. As long as you keep yeah. that in mind yeah. as your fundamental process, yeah. if I've got this right, yeah. you'll, get, you'll get there, but the process will be different yeah. than what it used to be. Keep the outcomes in mind. Yeah. 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 Andy? This has been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we've got, we might have another regular contribution. <laughs> so, uh, Andy, thanks very much for your time today. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Mark is my fellow contributor. You're welcome. presenter. Uh, great. So, um, I tell you what, it's been really interesting uh, for me. I've learned loads today. 
Um, I've learned about yangerization and, and <laughs> yangerization. Um, if you want to contact the show, just uh, or the podcast uh, at Justin Woolen or email me at justin.woolen at sister.com. If you've got any questions for Andy Dobson, just ping them over as well because I've got loads. Um, and uh, thanks very much for listening, and uh, see you on the next podcast.